Welcome to Bliss Talk Radio, where we spend a bit of time together talking about things that usher in joy and subjects that are just joyous. I'm your host, Sam Crawl. Hi, friends. Thank you for joining me for another episode of my little podcast. You know, I never know who's going to find this or who's going to listen. And honestly, it's not about the amount of people who do listen because it's not about me. It's about who is supposed to listen. So thank you for being here with me. I honor you and I appreciate you. I really do. On today's episode, I want to talk about a God who loves me. I used to think that I could honestly love very easy. But what I found on my walk is I was left with a question. Did I truly know what love was? Was I calling something love that was possibly just deep appreciation or really just strong like? I think for me, I was operating in a space that was not truly understanding the fullness of what love was or is. Perhaps there's even different levels of love that we can feel. I know the Bible uses several different words to um, imply love. Whatever it may be, it was hard to grasp that an unseen creator could love me. I know many of us have been given a message that tells us, you are a wretched sinner that is unlovable. <laughs> it may not go exactly like that, but basically, you're a wretched sinner in need of saving. And then on the other hand, you're given a message of, you are so loved. Yet, a bit ago, you were telling me I was a wretched sinner. So which one is it? It just did not make sense to me. I think I prefer a version that goes like this. A father lets his beloved child wander a bit. The child didn't know what he was walking into in the great big world. The child gets himself into a bit of a predicament. And ends up in chains. The father could not stand that his beloved child was away from him, locked up and bound. He pays a huge price to be rejoined without separation ever again, just to be with his child. That love that will chase down and disempower anything that ever could get in the way again. That is the Father's perfect agape love. Agape is used in the Bible to imply perfect, unconditional love. It was not a version of a story that you were bought for a price and are his possession like we are to be bought or sold. Rather, that story, our Father does not own us. He's freed you so that he himself can receive the same agape love that he gives you back. 
He wanted nothing more to receive the agape love back from those who realize and enter into this amazing agape love exchange. Some people choose to decline the love and others choose to receive and give back to the Father the same love in which they know and feel from Him as the divine, holy creator of all. So the fact is, He bought back your freedom that once was only known in a small little garden. So not only are you given back the garden, you are given the whole world. Like four rivers that flow from the garden, so is the love of God that is able to be outpoured to the four corners of the world. When you feel loved, love flows through you. Love is not always just saying, I love you. Because we can say this in naiveness, because I know I did. And that was due to the present moment's feelings. But true agape love is the love that is felt and displayed. It is seen. We have surely seen love when honor is shown to us. Therefore, it is seen. Think about how special being honored feels. It feels great. Love is unconditional on anything you or I can do. It just is. True love just is. It's there. It's present in the room. It's this sometimes unspoken knowingness that love is there. When we willingly love the one who paid the price for the stream of love to throw to flow through us, you begin to fall in love with the Father. You no longer see the veil. You no longer feel disconnected from anything holy because you become transfigured into holiness. You are now a conduit of love. There is a verse in John 15 that tells us that we are commanded to just not hold on to this love for ourselves because it is something that is meant to be spread. It is something that is meant to be transferred from one person to another. In John 13, we're told, I give you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. So you also must love each other. This is how everyone will know that you are my disciples when you love each other. Sometimes loving each other is not easy. Sometimes letting that flow happen through you is very difficult. Because of the baggage that we pick up in this world, the trauma that we incur, it can clog your reservoir. I was recently speaking to somebody and I had mentioned that I had an analogy of how I became clogged. I imagined myself like the gutters on my house. 
I had a purpose of letting things flow through, letting the waters go. But I became became clogged with twigs and debris because I didn't have boundaries. Because I didn't know that that was even a component of love. That in order for it to keep flowing, I needed something that needed to encase me to keep it from flowing. But I still needed to let stuff in, but not the bad stuff. I needed a wall of protection of sorts. So that's why I envisioned the uh, gutters. (laughs) It was kind of odd to use that as an example for myself, but it was proof that those boundaries, as as simple as a gutter, could it keep me clogged? And sometimes we have to love others from a distance in order to keep space for them in our hearts where love can cover. As a conduit of love, we keep our lines open. And sometimes that means we must be conscious about where and how we love. The lines to remain open. That's its purpose. Remember, the love from you comes from the overflow you receive, not from the reserve of what you have in stock. Have you ever seen a tree be revived? It is the water that is received after a drought that supplies the trunk, that makes its way out to the branches, and fruit is yielded. We are the same way. When we receive the overflow of love, It can only produce the most beautiful things. Yeshua tells us in John 15 that he is the vine and we are the branches. So our source of all, especially love, is from the vine. It flows from the vine to you, the branch. We have the option to be a depleted tree running on what streams of water we can find when the drought occurs, an artificial source. Or, like Psalm 1-3 says, we can be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Here in Texas, we are known for having dry spouts, dry seasons, and trees, plants, vegetation really has a hard time staying alive. We supply these things during this time with water supplies that are expensive (laughs) and are not like the freedom that comes with rain. It's the alternative that we supply it with during that time. But when the rain comes, things run smoothly. It's filled up. It takes what it needs. And additional resources are hardly needed when you have good soil and adequate rain is present. 
they just grow. Things just grow. And they bring forth beautiful flowers, nutrients for the insects, and yield wonderful crops. The agape love of God is the natural supply for us as humans to be well-nourished, fruit-yielding, overflow of goodness. We all come at different times in our life to accepting or at least contemplating this wonderful love gift. So my friend, you are not wretched. You're not unlovable. The true story is that you were reconciled to the father who deeply loves you and missed you. He couldn't stand not being in your presence. Why would a God who thought you were so wretched and so horrible make you and knew you from your mother's womb? This isn't a game. But yet that narrative that we are told makes it seem like a game. This old idea of man and religion is simply not true. You are a living vessel of absolute glory and bliss. And the Father delights in you. He missed you. He chases you down. And he is ready to send the rain. How can we be more than overcomers in Christ if we're wretched? It's not true. The word tells us you are more than an overcomer. Because he overcame the world for you. Lastly, I wanted to leave you with this beautiful verse. Ephesians 3.18 says, I ask that you'll have the power to grasp love's width and length, height and depth, together with all believers. I ask that you'll know the love of Christ that is beyond the knowledge, so that you will be filled entirely with the fullness of God. God loves us so much. Even if we don't know it yet. Even if we can't comprehend it yet. The fact remains. His love is available and it's available to all. So my friends. If, if we should ever forget of how loved we are and go back to our old ways of thinking because that old way made us feel like we had to perform or we owed somebody something lest us never forget that it was all done and paid for We're reconciled. We are found. 
We are made whole again, and the veil was torn. The chains were unshackled. And love is for us and waiting for us. And the love that runs through us is waiting for those who we might encounter. Thank you again for joining us on today's episode of Bliss Talk Radio. We hope that you will connect with us by visiting www.unityandyeshua.com, where you can find multiple ways to interact with myself and other listeners. Until next week, be blessed and bliss. Thank you.